When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Gold Standard Podcast production. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera here with you on a Monday, waiting for Vishkumarin to hop in and join the stream. I'm sure he's just finishing up some uh, work stuff. And man, do we have a lot to talk about today because John Lynch was at the league meetings in Arizona and he was just throwing chum out into the water, giving us all sorts of stuff to talk about. We're going to break down the Brock Purdy comments, the Trey Lance comments. We're going to break down all of it as Vish hops in here. I was just saying, Vish, John Lynch just throwing chum out in the water at the owners' meetings. Just everything out of his mouth is worth talking about today. Yeah, so I, I actually got to catch a little bit of the interview. Grant was kind enough to post it um, on his YouTube. So I have a little better idea and a little more context into what the questions were and what the um, quotes were. And I will say that they are probably – a little bit more just honest in him being forthcoming the way the questions are asked and the way he speaks on the topic and a little less as headliney as the um, original tweets seem to indicate. Nonetheless, Rob, you're absolutely How right. How dare you downplay the look, we need hot takes fish. We, this is earth shattering news. Don't be rational. Don't be calm. Come on now. <sighs> I, it is, I, I think the weird thing to me is that he didn't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. I understand why he said what he said, but at the same time, I did think this was a situation for where it was in John Lynch's best interest just to say, hey, we like all the quarterbacks that we have, which is true. He said that multiple times in this interview as well. And the reality of the situation is two out of three aren't healthy. So we're not going to make any definitive statements or statements about the quarterback situation until those guys are healthy. We're ready to see it play itself out this offseason. And he did say something along those lines when he ultimately said all three quarterbacks are going to be competing for that starting (laughs) job. But uh, when he said Brock Purdy is ahead and then Matt Mayoko asked him actually this question specifically, you will enjoy this, Rob, because you would have wanted this question to be asked. He said, isn't it what would you tell people? who look at this situation and say, you gave up that much for Trey Lance, you gave that much up, and now a seventh-round rookie after seven games has seemingly unseated him. And he said, hey, you know, that's crazy, but as I've always said, draft position doesn't matter. We don't believe in draft position. That doesn't mean anything. It comes down to what you do on the field, and right now what Brock did on the field has him ahead of Trey is basically what he ended up saying but then in so many words he also said we love trey lance we think trey yeah. lance can do xyz yeah sure they all do. of that so he said both, both. yeah he said let both. me let me play some of the comments in case anybody uh, missed it and this video comes courtesy of nbc sports bay area who tweeted it out here's some of what lynch said about the quarterback situation i think brock has earned the right with the way he played that he's probably the leader in the clubhouse at that you know i'll let kyle make those kind of decisions but i know when we talk i think brock's probably earned that right to be the be the guy if we were to line up he'd probably take that first snap and i'm really excited about where trey is at with his uh, progress from his injury Um, he's been working really hard and um you know uh, love the opportunity to be able to bring in sam darnold and his skill set we think it's a really good fit and, uh, his skill set so we like that we like that room a lot 
Yeah, he looks like he likes the room around. He looked thrilled there. Now, now he didn't touch his face, which, you know, that's pretty good. Although he wasn't talking about Trey Lance. He was talking about Brock Purdy. So maybe that's why. Here's the thing I have an issue with, uh, Vish, and you kind of said it. He's talking out of both sides of his mouth. John Lynch, March 1st, from the scouting combine with Matt Mayoko, said, we believe completely all Trey Lance needs to do to is play, and he'll make all the improvements he needs to make. And today he said, the second we get the opportunity to take it away from Trey Lance, we're going to do it. That's the part that drives me nuts. Which is it? If you like Trey that much, then go with Trey. If you don't like Trey that much, I think that's crazy, but just go off of it. Stop telling me how much you like this guy. When it's clear, everything that you're doing shows me that you don't like it. That's what drives me nuts a little bit. That's what frustrates me a little bit. As opposed Dude, to vicious this thing internet, hates me. Which is this also thing hates me. me. Right. This is, Go ahead, how can, sorry. How can Lynch say, March 1st, all Lance has to do is play, and we know he'll improve. We still believe that. And today he's saying, well, Brock's the guy. Like, which is it? If, if all Trey needs is opportunity, then why are you so eager to take the opportunity away from him? It's because the Niners like doing this thing where they like being honest to the media, but they also don't like saying anything that leads to necessarily controversy. So they always give like half truths. So he says like 50% of what he believes, but doesn't say the rest of it leaves it open to interpretation. We all speculate. And one of Jay Glazer, Rappaport or Schefter, the more Sunday morning when everybody is worrying about the game, will slip in the other 50% of the details in later like they're always going to tell us the truth at some point but it, it just won't be right then and there at, at the moment but i i do want to add this rob i john lynch sounded hungover in that uh interview would you Did he be not? shocked would you be shocked Let no me just say and don't be prepared uh don't be surprised i should say when kyle speaks tomorrow on tuesday he may appear to be in the same state i'll just say that right i i heard the owners meetings gets quite uh yeah, it does. First of all, they're at the Biltmore Hotel in Arizona, which let's just say it's not a Holiday Inn Express. Okay. <laughs> I've been there at the owners' meetings. It is incredibly swanky. There is parties all around, there's alcohol all around. Like the billionaires are, you know, they know how to do it right. So I'll just say that there's a lot of that going on. This is the, the thing to me because I like Steph Sanchez and Jason Aponte, I love them to death. I respect them. They were like, hey, this isn't a big deal. I completely disagree. And here's why. They had the opportunity, like you said earlier. They didn't have to say this. When they were asked before Brock had surgery who the starting quarterback is, Kyle Shanahan said he's never even thought about it before, right? They didn't mm -hmm. say anything. They just totally mm -hmm. passed. If they wanted to do that again, they could have because the same thing still applies. Both guys are hurt. One guy's going to be ready before another guy. We're going to work. It'll work itself out, essentially. Yeah. But they didn't say that. They said, Brock, it's Brock's job. And so, like, that to me is what's different. That to me is the revelation. Because, again, we don't know anything about Brock Purdy's recovery. Like Lynch said today, they're hoping he's ready to go at training camp. That's insane. Training camp is four months from now. Brock Purdy's not even supposed to be able to attempt to throw a pass. Right. Until three months after the surgery. he it's We're less than three weeks away or three weeks removed from the surgery it was 17 days ago now all of a sudden he's going to be back for training camp yeah and that's 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 the point to me it's not as much what he said rob it's the constant kind of contradiction of yep. like and even between the questions if you notice right <laughs> he when he first said that like brock is the leader in the clubhouse he kind of left it open saying hey it's just based on how he played the seven games but like as if it was wide open there for trey to come back and re-seize the opportunity he never actually lost. He got hurt, right? But then when Mayoko asked that follow-up question and pressed him on it just a little bit, he was a little bit more definitive saying, nah, 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 you saw what he did for eight games. He's ahead of him right now. That's just the reality of the situation. I, It's such an interesting offseason, isn't it? Is it not a 49ers offseason if we're not talking this much about the quarterbacks? And now we've added – this kind of three-way competition. The 49ers decided two quarterbacks competing and, you know, taking all of our attention wasn't enough. They wanted to add a third guy in there. And now Sam Darnold 
is going to be we're going to have the as they call them the Trey fans, well, Trey fans, the Purdy fans, and now the Darnold fans too. It's going to be an incredible offseason, isn't it? And I was told that Sam Darnold was just QB3. I was shouted at. Oh, it was only QB. You're such an idiot. You're stirring everything up. Yeah, turns out, no, he's in the mix because when coaches trade for quarterbacks that they like, they generally put them in the mix. Uh, sign me too, watching on my Twitch page, at Stats on Fire. If you got three QBs, you don't have one. I absolutely agree. I mean, the idea that he's going to be throwing it and ready to go at camp, Vish, that's like stunning to me. To the, Like, that is not even close to everything they said and everything we heard about the t- recovery and timeline for this injury. Stefania Bell did an interview with our Steph Sanchez. She basically said the same thing, three months throwing, hopefully around six months back, maybe later, maybe less, but certainly right. not ready to go in four months. Kyle Posey did an interview with... Um... Uh, Nick Mullins' surgeon, right? Yep. And he talked about how it would also be the same timeline you mentioned to take him to throw. And so I think the interesting thing for me, Rob, with that is, are they putting too much pressure on Brock Purdy too? Because it sounds like their off-season plan, the way they talk about these quarterbacks, I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into it. And if I am, then you feel free to check me. But I feel like the way they talk about their offseason plan is that they hope it's Purdy. That's who they want to be the starter. Oh, yeah, That's who they're that's... hoping to be the starter. And are they putting too much pressure on him to recover from an injury? I, I remind you, Rob, Kyle Shanahan was on the Washington staff with his father when Robert Griffin essentially probably came back too fast from his ACL, remember? He tried to do the Adrian Peterson, which was an unheard of recovery until Adrian Peterson did it in 2012 and won the MVP and then in 2013, he came back and he was never the same quarterback because he came back from his ACL too quickly. I don't know if Robert Griffin forced that. I don't know if the the, the Washington football team, excuse me, pushed that on him. I, I have that question a little bit about Brock Purdy, too. Is it fair for a second, you know, second year player who's not going to have the entire offseason? All NFL players talk about how much they grow from offseason one to offseason two because yep. offseason one. Half the offseason you're spending prepping for the draft. It's not the same thing as training for the next season, which they do in that second offseason. He is not going to be training. He is going to be rehabbing the entire time. There's a difference. There's a reason. George Kittle has talked about this. He doesn't get surgery in the offseason because he wants to train. He wants to get better. He doesn't want to rehab. So there's a difference. He's going to be rehabbing this offseason. Is it fair to put that onus on him for him to be coming back? John Lynch said that they have – Plan for this and insulated the quarterback room that way between Trey Lance and Sam Darnold for that. But like, is Trey Lance and Sam Darnold insulation from that standpoint? I'm not sure. Sam Darnold gets hurt a lot. Sam Darnold also has, I mean, he's shown talent. I think you and I disagree there. I, I, you don't think anything of Sam Darnold. I don't think highly of Sam Darnold, but there is talent that I think could be unlocked and could be harnessed and he could be successful in this offense. Now, there's a long way to go for him to be that player, too, but I'm just saying it exists. And then same thing with Trey Lance as well. There's obviously a lot of talent for him that could be realized and could be unlocked and could be harnessed as well. So I, I'm a little bit confused. He also mentioned that um, Sam Darnold and Trey Lance are going to get ample reps this offseason to be able to prove that. So does that mean that they're just going to go with three quarterbacks? that are Darnold, Purdy, and Lance, I would prefer if they drafted a guy given their quarterback history of injury and given the fact that Purdy got hurt twice last year. Lance has been hurt in short time just about every time he's had the opportunity to play. And Sam Darnold doesn't have a history of clean health either. I have a comment I want to get to. Hopefully I don't forget it, but we got a a chat here from Corey. Thank you very much, Corey. Ultimately, we still know nothing. Don't know if Lance will have progressed. We have no idea when and what Brock Purdy will look like. Situation is fluid at best. Absolutely. And that's that's kind of what's surprising is that Lynch is talking like it's less fluid than it is, or at least than we believe it is. Like the, the training camp thing is wild to me. Four months after surgery, he's going to be ready to go. He'll be- I think Nick Mullins was throwing around the same timeline. But the ready to go, he didn't answer that question if you noticed, Rob. He said ready to go. He said, I don't even know what ready to go means. So does ready to go mean he's back throwing? Does it mean he's back practicing? Does that mean he's limited? There's so many different definitions for ready to go, too, with Brock Purdy. Yes, and uh, Stefania mentioned this, too, in her interview with Steph, which is on Steph's YouTube page, at 49 Carrots, if you want to go check that out. And I thought it was a good point by Stefania. 
we talk about return to play, return to play, return to play. What we really should be talking about is return to performance. That's what you really want. Just getting Brock Purdy out on the field. I mean, hell, technically he played with the UCL torn in half. So we, we don't want return to play. We want him to be able to come back and throw the way he used to throw and perform the way he used to perform. And I find it incredibly hard to believe that he's going to be ready to play at training camp four months removed from this surgery. Yeah, and the injury is severe too. We're not even talking about whatever mental demons he might have to go through because of the injury. And I I understand this is not a topic that people like talking about Mm -hmm. because it involves a lot of speculation. Um, I agree. And ultimately, none of us really, really know. But I do think it's a scenario that we have to discuss because it's part of what could happen this offseason. I I think a lot of people are resigning to the fact that, hey, he's going to be back. He's going to be the same exact Brock Purdy. You know, June 28th, whatever, he's going to be ready to – July 28th, excuse me. He's going to be ready to throw. He's going to walk into practice, and he's going to kill it again. I don't necessarily look at it that way, Rob. How many different timelines were we told on D4, Jet and Kinnon? (laughs) This is a fluid thing, and he's got a very, very serious injury. Cam Inman described it as, quote, a career-saving procedure. And it's funny – the longer we've gone from this injury, the more, the worse it's gotten. Right. First it was, oh, he's got a torn ligament. He's going to have surgery. He's going to be back. Then Mike Silver described it as a, quote, severe injury. Now here we are. Cam Inman described it as literally career saving. But yet that's the guy that you're giving the keys to. It, it's a whole thing. Well, there's so much fluidity to it. There's so I, much unknown to it. You know what the crazy thing is, Rob? If Brock Purdy was healthy, I would have agreed with every single thing John Lynch said today. Out of it made sense. I could understand it. Yes. It, it all makes sense. Everything he said today, if he's healthy, makes sense. I feel like because he's not healthy, John Lynch had the ultimate get out of jail free card to mm-hmm. just say, hey, our quarterback situation is this right now. We clearly got Sam Darnold because we don't have any healthy quarterbacks at the moment. Trey's going to be the one that's healthy. Him and Sam will compete this offseason, and we will readdress everything once Brock's fully recovered and fully healthy. It also takes the pressure on Brock Purdy off of Brock Purdy to, you know, really push himself and make sure that he is coming back 100% healthy as well. Because I feel like, you know, the way Shanahan and Lynch have talked about it this entire offseason, when Shanahan refuted, before Brock Purdy even got a second opinion in their end-of-the-season presser, Shanahan was already saying he's going to be back in six months. The cool thing about the surgery is that he <laughs> yep. throws after three months, all of that. And he ended up getting surgery a month and a half after those statements were made. But Shanahan dismissed any other idea at that time. He said that's what's going to happen. So they seem to be putting some public pressure on Brock Purdy as well to be able to get himself healthy on an injury that Mike Silver described as extremely severe and Cam Inman described as a career-saving procedure. So now that we have those two things out of the way, Rob, I, I feel like it was the easiest thing for him to say, we'll just address it when everyone's healthy. We'll address it when people are healthy. We can't say anything right now. And yet he did say something. To me, the only reason he said that, Rob, is because he believes it. He said it because he believes it. That's it. And then there's this, and uh, this, I didn't come up, think of this on my own. Uh, someone that I was chatting with on the side, and I, don't, I didn't ask them if I could give their name, so I'm not going to, but I just want to let it out there that I didn't think of this because uh, I like to give credit as much as I can. Lynch has sort of put Kyle in a bind now because he's addressed it. So now Kyle has to address it because his general manager talked about it. And so he's kind of forcing Shanahan to either fall in line or agree or correct me, publicly correct me, and essentially pants me in public. Is that is there a little bit of a power struggle going on in San Francisco? I don't know if there's a power struggle, but I think you and I had, as I asked, it's funny you bring this up now, Rob. I wonder who this person is, because I asked you this question on the phone, and you were like, nah. I was like, I asked you, is Lynch, do you think Lynch is putting pressure on Shanahan to stop being so indecisive with the quarterbacks? Well, but there's there's actual pressure and then there's public pressure. Actual pressure, he can't do anything because Shanahan yeah. hired Lynch. But public pressure, I mean, it's going to be interesting. First question to Kyle. Kyle, John said Brock Purdy hopes he's ready to go in training camp. Do you agree? Is John, uh, Kyle, John said Brock Purdy's the leading candidate to be the starter when he's healthy. Do you agree? Because specifically, Kyle's the one that said he hadn't thought about the starting quarterback. So now... So- Kyle has to address this. 
So there's two ways to look at it, right? Now, the theory you're suggesting could be based on the fact that some people um, seem to suggest that there's a little bit of a divide between Shanahan and Peters on Trey Lance versus John Lynch on Trey Lance. And they seem to think that that's where some of the Mac Jones things come from. I, I, I have not, that's what the rumor mill says. I don't know any of that personally, so I'm not going to pretend. I'm just saying that that's a rumor out there. The other thing is that Lynch and Shanahan simply agreed before the owners meeting that they were just going to show confidence in Purdy because Maybe they were trying to quell the controversy a little bit, Rob. I, I, I wonder well, they if failed. Right, they failed completely. <laughs> but I wonder if their idea was, hey, if we say Purdy's in charge or whatever, nobody's going to argue with us because he played so well for eight games. And there's going to be a little bit less of questions as we go into this offseason with Lance and Darnold competing because Purdy's always going to be looming over them rehabbing on the side. So it won't be as controversial, you know, as if it was if – Lance and Donald are duking it out for what everybody knows to be the starting job. So I, I wonder, I know that's a pretty outlandish theory, Rob, but I wonder if that was their mindset. And it, it's not a, it's not like the most invalid mindset. It didn't make sense and it didn't work, but I, I wonder if that was kind of their thinking there as well. They have not learned how to talk about the quarterback position without creating questions and controversy. They haven't. They, I mean, this is this babe doing this before Trey Lance was even ever a thing with the 49ers. Right. They constantly, they, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if they need like media training there. I'm willing to do it, guys. I've been in, at this gig for 15 years. I've been in the part of the sports media. I can help you out if you need it. But I mean, this was, it just seems like they're potentially entirely avoidable conversations. And yet the 49ers just step right into it, right? Like, Maybe they just don't care. Maybe that they maybe they do know better man. and they don't care. I don't know. But I mean, it is those comments from Lynch today. What did Trey Lance do or not do that they could move off of him this quickly? Lynch was literally asked, Are you open to trading Trey Lance? He said, quote, We listen to anything, but we like Trey on our team. We're very excited about the way he's progressing about his opportunity. You know what I'm gonna say, Vish. You know what I'm gonna say. There are some questions that only have one answer. And if you don't get that answer, you know what the real answer is. Like a marriage proposal. Do you want to marry me? If the first word out of that person's mouth is not yes, that means the answer is no. So are the 49ers open to trading Trey Lance? A thousand percent they are. Right. You And you can you, he can say what he says publicly, but if you asked him yesterday or today, are they open to trading Trent Williams, he's going to say no exactly yeah so and so that's where i i think it's it's hilarious because the other part of the trading trey lance if we even want to go there it doesn't make sense for them financially agreed they lose money if they trade him and right now they have one healthy quarterback and his name is sam darnold so there's no reason to trade trey lance now where the trading trey lance comes into play rob is what if sam darnold beats him out this offseason what if brock birdie comes back healthy now you really have no choice but to move him. But in that scenario, Rob, for what? What's his you're, value? You're getting nothing for him. Exactly, you're getting nothing for him. So they're kind of, to me, it's been clear from day one of this offseason, Rob. The best case scenario for the San Francisco 49ers for things to go right in 2024, as right as possible, is Trey Lance explodes this offseason. He takes the massive step forward. Everything goes right for them from that standpoint. But. How are we going to get there? That's the question. Yeah, like, what do you mean by explodes? Has some really good practices? Like, what what does that look like on the field? I think it's just doing what Shanahan likes in practice. Because clearly, clearly he wasn't playing as well in camp as people seemed to uh, originally indicate to us last. I mean, we've done two different shows where we've gone through the entire timeline of Trey Lance. Yeah. And we haven't necessarily even given our opinion on it. We've just gone through each of the events and tried to ask, how did we get from there to there? And it hasn't necessarily made sense. So unless there's some disconnect on what we have been told on how good Trey Lance actually is. How do we not even know? We don't know how well Trey Lance played in training camp. Like there's still questions about that. How can that be? People are there. Just tell us. How do we not know? That's the weird part about this whole thing. Corey Matthews watching on YouTube. Corey, first of all, fantastic name. 
Uh, this organization always speaks highly of players they aren't sold on. Jimmy G, Trey Sermon. And they challenge players who they feel need to take a step. Lenore, Drake Jackson. Any chance this is all meant to motivate Trey? It's possible. Uh, but if you're Trey Lance, you really shouldn't need any motivation at this point. Your career in San Francisco is hanging on by a thread. I mean, you could argue the fact that it still exists is just because Brock Purdy got hurt at this point. Um, so if you need external motivation, if you're Trey Lance, that's a little alarming. But what do you think, Fish? I don't know. It's hard because they usually they usually stand up for guys that the media has been hard on. So I, I don't necessarily look at it as players they weren't sold on, like Trey Sermon, Jimmy G, Mike McGlinchey. Those were guys who took a lot of shit from the media. And so they would publicly end up, you know, having to back them up. In Trey Lance's case, I mean – in the last, since he was drafted, what's the nicest thing John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have said about him? That he's a nice guy? He's made of the right stuff. Brock Purdy when he comes out of the lot, when he comes <laughs> off the field? What's the nicest thing they've said about him? That he's made of the right stuff and he's a hard worker. They've said that. They said Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the best throwers they've ever seen. Now, that's not in terms of arm strength. They're talking about how he throws the ball mechanically. Um, it's exceptionally refined, especially his upper body mechanics mechanics. And then the delivery is special, right? It's one of the it's actually one of the best deliveries in the history of football with how quick it is and how he's able to get it out there and generate so much pace. I mean, after the Marino Rogers Mahomes motions, it's I mean, it's quick, Rob. It's a quick it's a quick delivery. He yeah, really those interceptions get the defenders real quick. He's not the smartest quarterback, but he's got a very special throwing ability. But have you heard them say that about Trey Lance where they th- they admire how he throws the football. Never. No, we haven't had a quarterback. They used to talk about, about how smart he was. We haven't had a quarterback where they admire his actual quarterbacking ability in the Shanahan Lynch era. Really, it's always oh this guy's a good leader. This Tough. guy's a nice person. This guy's working hard. It's never about the actual throwing of the football or the nuts and bolts of the position. And so, what do you think Kyle Shanahan's going to say? tomorrow do you think he's gonna say brock's earned qb1 because i have a feeling he's gonna try and downplay this like oh you guys are all idiots for thinking this is a big deal because that's what he loves to do especially when he gets the chance to talk down to people that's a that's a kyle that's just putting it on a t for kyle shanahan so i'm sure he'll take that opportunity but i'm fascinated to hear what he has to say i think that's what he ends up doing as well i think it's a no-brainer I think he says the way we see it, we have three starting quarterbacks. If he doesn't say that line, I'll I'll buy you dinner next time I see you, Rob. If he yes. doesn't mention I have three, I believe we have three starting yeah. quarterbacks. All right, where are we going? Do I get to pick? Sure, why not? Okay, well, of course, the next time you see me in the same room will be the first time you right. see me in the right. same room. But I look, right. I'll never but dinner's pass on up. me. Dinner's on me. But I, I'm almost 100% sure he's going to say, I believe we have three starting quarterbacks. See, I think normally he would have said, if, if Shanahan spoke first, I think he would have said exactly what he said before. These guys are hurt. Trey's going to be back before Brock. Trey's going to get the chance. You know, he's going to get the opportunity to develop and All that stuff will sort itself out, like he said earlier. But now he he can't really say that. Or if he does, then people are going to say, all right, then why are you saying something different than John Lynch? Yeah, I kind of agree with that part, too. Um, I think think what he would have said originally would have been the correct thing to say, by the way, just while we're on the topic. Whether you believe it or not, I, I don't think you gain anything from naming Brock Purdy as the leader or, you know, the starter in March just because of, you know, where he he's again, Rob, 17 days removed from surgery. He's such an unknown as much as you can hope for that timeline. You don't get a lot saying that today because you don't even know the player he'll be after the recovery too. But I, somehow Rob, I, I feel like well, who's going to hold his feet to the fire. Shanahan. Yes. Nobody, nobody holds Kyle Shanahan's feet to the fire. And it's, it's crazy that we are here and it's crazy to me, like the John Lynch hope thing. We hope he's ready to go by training camp. The 49ers have shown what they hope doesn't mean a damn thing. And what you hope in March means even less. They hoped Javon Kinlaw's knee was going to come back better than ever. They hoped Jason Barrett was going to be able to stay healthy when he's never stayed healthy in his career. They hoped Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be able to stay healthy after 2020 their hope 
is worthless. Hope is not a strategy, and it doesn't matter what they hope because what we know is they their idea of injuries and injury management and all that stuff is warped. It's they can't do it. They don't have any knowledge of how this stuff is going to go. Yeah, that's the reality of the situation, which is why I thought it was it would have been so easy for them to not say anything. I'm really surprised that Lynch said that. And and then the other th- question is like, okay, let's so Brock's the guy when he comes back, right? But Trey Lance is crushing it. All of a sudden he's lighting it up in preseason games. He's doing awesome. Nothing about what Lynch said about Brock will be changed or untrue, right? Brock will still have earned it, won't he? But all of a sudden Trey Lance is killing it. Does Brock lose his spot? And then it's like, holy hell. Then you better not get hurt in San Francisco or damn, you're going to lose your spot no matter what. That This is the exact scenario why Rob, or perhaps Sam Darnold is killing it. Somebody is killing it, right? Like we, you, maybe it's Sam Darnold too. We can't rule that out either given this football team. But the point is, that's why it was best for him to not say anything, Rob. That's the point of this show. If there's anything, it's not that we're saying what he said was wrong or right. It's that he shouldn't have said it. He gains nothing from saying it. What's the victory? I, that's that's what. If somebody can explain what the victory is, the only theory I can see is that he tried to quell the quarterback controversy by naming <laughs> the injured guy the starter. That's the only thing I can say. If you can tell me what was the benefit of anything he said today, I, I Rob, I, I understand it because I don't see the benefit. I only am seeing the right now what's going on. And what he said wasn't even – like all that crazy, he didn't say like Purdy's gonna start for sure. Lance is done. He kind of left the door open, but he also did draw some conclusions for us, and we have to talk about them. All all he needed to say for those questions, Rob, was hey, we're hoping he's back by training camp. When he's back, we'll see where he is and we'll reevaluate the situation from there. Obviously, we really believe in Brock Purdy. He played awesome at the end of last year. We love Brock Purdy. But right now we can't say anything because he just had surgery 17 years ago and he's got a long rehab process ahead of him. And we have to see that play out. In regards to Sam Darnold, what he, all the things he said about Sam Darnold saying they liked him before the draft, they liked how he played at the end of the year, they liked how he played in a run-heavy offensive play action, they liked his physical talent. You can say all of that. And you can say we're excited to get him into this room and get him here to compete We've gone through a lot of different quarterbacks, and we believe he has a chance to play. And then finally with Trey Lance, also say, hey, we don't know where he is. We're excited to get him back, finally fully healthy. We're excited to see where he is this offseason. We have three young quarterbacks that we really like, but right now two of them are hurt, so I can't say anything about it. That's all he had to say today, and nobody really could argue with him, Rob. Instead, he said all of those things, plus Brock is the leader in the clubhouse, And we would expect if he came back, he would be the guy that would start. And this is a good question from Tavarius. Where's Trey Lance's agent? When does Trey Lance get to the point where he's like, you know what? Jimmy Sexton? I I don't know off the top of my head. When does he get to the point where he's like, you know what? Can I just go somewhere where they actually want me there? Can I go somewhere where I actually have a chance where they're not trying to replace me every single season just because I haven't played perfect in my three plus starts? I mean, damn. I think at some point that's going to be a thing with Trey Lance. And people forget the Niners had 143 total yards of offense in his two drives against Seattle. And it wasn't even two full drives. It was a drive plus before Trey Lance got hurt. So it's not like people make it seem like he was terrible when he was in there. So that's the frustrating part for all this too. And I wonder if Lance and his people don't start to get frustrated. Yeah, right. And that's he didn't lose the job either. He just got hurt. And I Brock Purdy played great, Rob. He played great. No doubt about it, especially for a seventh round rookie. He played awesome. He showed amazing moxie. He showed toughness. He showed all of those things. But you can't tell me we're 17 days from beat reporters calling this injury severe and career saving to saying that he's going to start based on. I'm not ready for that, Rob. I'm not (laughs) ready for that discussion yet. And I feel like it puts an unwanted pressure on Brock Purdy as well. And in fact, I feel like Shanahan and Lynch have been unfair to Brock Purdy this entire offseason. They have been. They constantly keep saying he's going to be back quickly. <laughs> right. We don't know that. Nick Ellert said, and I didn't see this, so I'm just going off what Nick said in the chat. 
Ian Rappaport says the Niners see Brock Purdy not only as their guy for this year, but for the future. That is another thing that drives me nuts, Fish. How can they say that? How can they say that? Number one, spending a lifetime in the NFL. Kyle Shanahan grew up in the NFL from when he was a kid. John Lynch, of course, is a Hall of Fame safety before becoming an executive. They both should know better than that. They absolutely both should know better. And even just with their experience with the 49ers, they should know better because we just saw this movie with Jimmy Garoppolo. We just saw it. A limited stretch of games where you don't lose, like Jimmy G in 2017 when he went 5-0 and at the end of the year, doesn't mean that you're the guy. It doesn't mean that we know. So the fact that they can sit there and, and leak this stuff to guys like Rappaport and, and have this opinion get out there is absurd to me. It's absurd. And we had planned before this Lynch spoke, you and I were going to talk about Lamar Jackson, right, who just put in the trade right. request. And Tim Kawakami essentially tweeted out today, the Niners essentially sat out the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes, which is wild. Lynch asked, he, Lynch didn't even know who Kurt France was. Mike Silver asked it as a joke. He's like, hey, have you talked to Kurt France? And John Lynch mm. was like, who? Which, yeah, ha ha, who? We're not tampering. Um, but I just like sitting out the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes because we have Brock Purdy coming off a career-saving elbow surgery. That's peak 49ers quarterback evaluation right there. Like, and I, also, last thing real quick, it's not a career-saving surgery unless Brock Purdy comes back and can actually play. So it hasn't saved his career yet. Okay, go ahead. I So I actually I do agree with you across the road, Rob, across the board, excuse me. But let's just pretend that the Niners know exactly what they're looking at, okay? I I'm not going to sit here and say I've been, you know, there for every practice of Brock Purdy's. Let's say they've seen something. They feel so confident. They feel so confident in the person, the player. They see something they've not seen before from a quarterback. Let's say all of those things are true, Rob. Mm -hmm. How how do we get there where he's the future when just an offseason ago, you told us you saw the same things from Trey freaking Lance, who you (laughs) traded three first round picks for, and he was going to start last year and he was scheduled to start the entire year. It was to the point that you told 16 different players on the team, Jay Glazer reported that no matter what happens, we're sticking with Trey Lance and you guys better publicly support him when all the Jimmy Garoppolo chatter starts because he is the guy. How did we go from him being that guy, he breaks his ankle, seven games later, Brock Purdy is now that guy, and Trey Lance is yesterday's news. And in March, Someone put this together for me. Because in, if that's the case, Rob, I would love for John Lynch to just give us the information on why we got there. Instead, he plays it both ways and waffles. And at the Combine in February slash early March, Lynch said all Trey Lance needs to play, needs to to thrive and develop his opportunity to play. If he plays, he'll develop exactly the way we thought. Well, then what the hell? That's why it doesn't line up and it doesn't make sense. And I wish that they would get pressed on those things. The inconsistency with what they said and what they're saying now. What how do we get from there to there? And it's not even like, ha ha, got you. Like, you're just saying, look, if things have changed, that's fine. Just tell us how we went from A to B. I think that's right. a fair request. Right. And it, that, that that is the point, right? Like, I, you and I, ultimately, you know, no matter what, we can have our own impressions of the quarterbacks. We can have our own evaluations. But in terms of ultimately making these type of drastic statements, it's not for me to say Lance is better or Purdy's better. It's not for you to say Lance is better or that Purdy's better. The team is telling us Purdy is better than Lance. The team has told us that. Now, all I want the team to tell me is how we got here because last offseason, Purdy was competing with Nate Sudfeld to be the backup, and you said Trey Lance was the future. This offseason, Purdy has one arm. He had surgery 17 (laughs) days ago, and he's still somehow the starter. How did we get here? Were those eight games that impressive? And if they were, then why? Then I understand, I guess, what he's saying overall, Rob. But then I, I, why is he leaving the door open? Why does he continue to leave the door open? Shut it. They always say your piece and move on. They leave the door open on everything. And that's also like why we continue to talk about this because they never slam the door on it. So it's always a possibility. The other thing, did you see the picture of Brock Purdy that 
was floating around social media. Yeah, my dad sent me that picture, and he said, hey, this is the first NFL quarterback I've ever seen with, like, shoulders like you. And I said, man, but Brock Purdy's got a very, very thick midsection, and he's got some thick legs. Because Brock Purdy's a big guy, actually, for his size. That was the one thing I noticed. He's got a thick lower half. Those well, both yeah, quads are real. Yeah, they talk about that. Look at his arm. He's got the bionic, you know, uh, I don't want to call it a cast. It's not a cast. The bionic brace on right. his arm. That guy's going to be ready to roll in training camp. That's what they're hoping. They're hoping he's going to be ready to roll. Look at him. He looks like the friggin' Terminator right now. You're right. They are putting a lot of expectations on him. If he is, Rob, like, that's great, right? If he is, that's great. He played pretty great at the end of last year. I understand, like, they clearly seem to love him. I get it all. But the expectations they're putting on him to be ready, Rob, I'm asking, is it fair? I'm asking, is it fair? If you were Brock Purdy... If you had this serious injury, if two weeks before you even got a second opinion on your injury, your coach was saying what surgery you were already going to have and you're going to be back, is it fair? Because even this timeline, Rob, right, it puts the impression on fans that Brock Purdy should be ready by that point. If Brock Purdy is not ready by that point, what what do fans say? Do they say, hey, Brock Purdy is still hurt and it's taking time for him to get ready? Or are they frustrated that Brock Purdy is not ready? Well, yeah, this is the this is the weird thing, right? So let's say we get to training camp and Brock is not ready to go, which is not an unrealistic scenario and nothing. Then it's going to be like, did Brock have a setback? And they're going to say, oh, no, no, Brock didn't have a setback. No, no 49er player ever has a setback. Trey Lance had a second surgery that was unplanned, but that's not a setback. So they're going to sit there and say, oh, no, everything's fine with Brock. And it's like, well, then why the hell did you tell us in March that you were hoping he'd be ready to go at training camp? Like, that again, it's, it's going to be – a difference in what was said at one point between what is being said at the current point. Right. And someone said in the comments, which is a fair point, right? The doctor says when Brock can play, what's the pressure? Well, it's not that simple, right? I mean, we saw that what happened with the Jimmy Garoppolo ankle situation in 2020. Shanahan complimented his toughness for playing through it against the Jets game. It's probably the most effusive he's ever talked about Jimmy Garoppolo. After that Jets game, when he toughed it out and finished that half on one leg, Shanahan was loving it. Next thing we know, there were some conflicting reports later in the season that Shanahan was frustrated that Garoppolo didn't play. When the doctor says Brock can play, I mean, first of all, like go through the history of the NFL. Doctors will say a lot. And a lot of times it's what the team wants to hear. Let's just state that as the obvious thing. And again, like Stefania Bell said with Steph Sanchez on her YouTube channel, uh, Steph 49k or 49 carats, excuse me, return to performance is what we want. We don't just want the minimum where he can play. We want him to be able to play like he played last year. Chances are, and just even if there was no injury, he's going to have very little time throwing a ball, no time throwing a ball with teammates. Like it's going to take time to get up to speed. Anybody would. He goes through, he's good. Even then, he has a very limited offseason to mm-hmm. come in and play. I mean, are we going to go over this again, Rob? What was the excuse everybody made for Jimmy Garoppolo at the start of the season, Rob? Oh, he, he needed time. He needed reps, you know? Even though it was just like riding a bike, he needed, you know, come next week later, he needed more time. He didn't have an offseason with these guys. And so Jedi is saying, which is fair, I actually am enjoying this back and forth. Appreciate it, Jedi. He's just correct. So Trey gets to play. Maybe, maybe that could be Sam Darnold. Who knows? That's the part that's interesting to us. I'm just tired. I'm tired of this with the quarterback spot. I'm, this is almost a decade now. This is seven years. And it's just, and again, this is more from Jedi. This is your shot. There's your shot, Trey. Trey Lance, I know that you have thrown 420 passes in a live game since 2016. But here's your shot, Trey, when you've been recovering from an injury all offseason. Here's your shot. You better be perfect in training camp and preseason, because if not, you're out. Kiss your career with the Niners goodbye. I'm sorry. I disagree with that entire concept of this is his shot. This is not the shot that you give a guy. Look, if if he was the fifth-round pick in the draft and this was his shot, I'm with you. They gave up, they used three first-round picks. They used one to draft him and two to trade up to draft him. 
This is not the same thing here. I agree with you, but that's what they're telling Trey Lance over and over again. And that's basically the message they've given him since he got to San Francisco. You better be perfect. We have a win-now team. You better be perfect. We have Brock Purdy. You better be perfect. Oh, you had an offseason where you've been hurt rehabbing a major ankle injury? Tough. Too bad. Be perfect. We got to win now, which is a weird bar for a quarterback because it seems like, Vish, all the 49ers ever look for at a quarterback is good enough. They don't look for perfect. They're not interested in perfect. All they ever want is some quarterback to meet a minimum level of performance. And then they shut their eyes, they put the blinders on, and they don't even look at the possibility of getting anything more than that. And I think that, more than anything else, is the flaw with how the 49ers look at the quarterback position. It's why they didn't get Tom Brady after 2019. It's why they've continued to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think it's why they're going to push full steam ahead with Brock Purdy when he's back because they don't want great. They just want good enough. Yeah, I I agree with that to an extent, right? They, they want somebody to be able to do all the rudimentary stuff in their offense. Now, one of the interesting things is a f- good friend of the show, right? Friend of both of ours, Rich Madrid posted a very, very nice thread um, on Brock Purdy. And now it's yep. not nice when you post a thread on Brock Purdy where he posted examples of throws that Brock Purdy passed up later in the season. Now, the reason that thread is important, and if you notice, I responded to that thread and I added a play in there to show the difference. And basically, uh, I'll give it, I know we got to go right here because I know you got to go stats, but I'll give just a really brief description of the play and just an example in a vacuum of why there might be a little bit more cause for, maybe, or why there's a little bit more. I, I don't think Purdy was as good as he started by the end. Agreed. And so that play against the Raiders, right? They're running mirrored swirl routes. The Raiders end up rotating. They play cover two. And he does, he's does. he got both swirl routes right there available in front of his face. He doesn't throw it. He ends up checking the ball down for a five-yard game, right? Nice, nice play. He checked it down. Now, the reason this is different is because when he first came in and when people like me were like, oh, my God, this guy is so good. And I still think ultimately overall through seven games, Rob, he did play the best out of any Shanahan quarterback. But it was a lot better than it was at the beginning than it was at the end, because that same example play against Tampa Bay, late rotation into cover six, right? Cover six is cover four on one side. So quarters coverage on one side and then cover two on the other side. He throws the swirl route. Same window to the cover two side of cover six. It's the same exact throw against Tampa Bay. His back foot hits the ground. He sees the late rotation and he rips it for the Raiders. For whatever reason, he looks at the throw and he doesn't make it. Why is there a distinction with that, Rob? The first throw, the example versus Tampa Bay is an example of why he's an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. That's an example. Back foot hits the ground, you know, swirl route versus cover two, which is kind of like a seven stop. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo never used to throw that ball. That's what used to leave people frustrated. Like it's there, it's available, throw it on time. Brock Purdy was doing that on time and on schedule. And I thought Rich posted a great example of a play he didn't make after. Now he might've not thrown that ball for a variety of reasons. I don't know. I'm not involved in their quarterback meetings. That's not a place for me to comment. I showed you a play where he made the same throw. I showed you a play later on the season where he didn't make that same throw. And my question is Rob, where over the course of time is it, are we, because it was so good when it started, are we perhaps, you know, like you mentioned, so quick to call him what he is after seven games? I understand how excellent it was if you look at the entirety of seven games. It really was. I'm not going to diminish a single thing Brock Purdy did. He was phenomenal, Rob. But are we too quick to anoint him as a franchise quarterback because that's what it sounds like they're anointing him as. I love the financial flexibility that a seventh round pick provides, but that's good enough, right? Good enough. It's, with that contract, it's good enough. Um, but I agree with you. And I, and that would happen. That might happen to every quarterback, by the way, because there was more film on Brock right, Purdy right. at the end of the season. There was more tape. We got to see some of his tendencies as he's played. There's an adjustment. The league gets used to you. So th- that's not meant to knock Brock Purdy. That's going to happen to no, everybody. No, no. But that is why you can't say after seven games, we know we have a guy. We're not going right. to pursue Lamar Jackson. We're not going to – we're going to go ahead with this guy as a starter instead of letting Trey right. Lance see what he has because right. we don't know. And that's the thing that's crazy to me is that they, they should know better, but yet they're acting like they don't. 
and that second part to me is 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 the important part, Rob. It's not to say Brock Purdy wasn't very good overall the course of the season, because he was, right? As people in the comments were very, very upset already, they're saying we're nitpicking. Yes, I am nitpicking. But the point of the nitpicking is just to say that as good as he was in seven games, I'm not 100% ready to say Brock Purdy is the franchise quarterback of the 49ers. But the 49ers seem to be ready to say that. And BS Wintech. He outplayed two NFC Pro Bowl quarterbacks is not the flex you think it is. The NFC has never been worse in my lifetime than it is right now. Who are the NFC quarterback? Dak and Gino? Like, that's your that's your trophy? Like, let's just calm down with that. It's not picking somebody's game apart, by the way. It's just analyzing what was there. People got to stop taking it like a you know, personal attack on themselves and Brock Purdy if you just say, hey, look, this could have been better. So it's I- just... I got to run it's, right. Karen Hardy in the comments is saying we're not giving Purdy his props. I, I guess that's okay. I feel like we gave Purdy plenty of props. I think he's been fantastic. Right. But at the same time, well, first of all, he had first team reps. Okay. Once he became the starter, he had first time first team reps. So again, like just because you say that at the end of the year, this wasn't good. Doesn't mean he wasn't good at all. doesn't mean any of that. Like people got to stop. If I say I like Skittles, it doesn't mean I hate every other candy. Like, just oh man ease up a little bit Brock that wasn't was as good comparison right he wasn't as good at the end of the year as he was when he first got in that's not picking his game apart that's just looking at things objectively oh see this quarterback stuff gets me all riled up bish I'm all riled now I I I, I can't wait till the Sam Darnold opinions start to kick in oh god he that's stinks. when it's gonna be extra fun. 90 career interceptions and fumbles in 56 career games that's the guy Kyle Shanahan wants on the team. 90. And he not all those have been starts, by the way. So that's not even full games. And he's still finding time to throw picks and drop the football. Give me a break. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Please like and subscribe to the YouTube page. Rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. If you are subscribed to our feed and the picture on the feed says we are moving, you have to Look for the Gold Standard Podcast with our actual logo and subscribe to that one because now that we got control officially from SB Nation, we have the feed. We own it. It is never going anywhere ever again. And so just please subscribe to that one because otherwise come April 1st, uh, the, the new feed that we started after I got laid off is going to go dark. So please just flip over and follow us. We appreciate it. Vish, I appreciate you very much making time for the show on a crazy day. Thank you, John Lynch from the owners' meetings. And uh, we'll talk to everybody next week.